Hey guys, this is Antronetta. I just want to thank you for stopping past my uh, podcast today. She changed the narrative. I just want to jump right in because this is like take five already, right? Being a mother of five, there's a little few times where I have to tag in, tag out. So I'm jumping right in because I believe this is going to bless someone who hear it. I'm a firm believer that my content and what I have to say is not for everybody, but it's for specific people. And whoever steps in today and hear this, I don't believe you're in here by accident. I pray that this bless you in some way, form or fashion. So today I am talking about knowing God personally changes the narrative. Knowing God personally changes the trajectory of your story. You know, when you know who you are and whose you are, that changes everything. You don't allow the world or any type of external people or things to identify who you are as a person because you know who you belong to. Think about it. Any one of my creative people who like to create things. I just recently took a class, Python, learning how to create apps and websites and things into code. And the thing is, if any time that I choose to create an app, it has to function and do what I created it to do. Other than that, there's, there's an error happening somewhere unless someone hacked it, right, and injected their own code and now hijacked what don't belong to them and sometimes that's what happens in our lives our our lives were created particularly for God for his use um and for his purposes and what happens is you get external things trials disappointments failures try to come in and inject a, a code or hijack um and hack you know, and then take our story and to do a rewriting. But with right now, this is the way we're going to rewrite this story today by realizing knowing God is what changes it all and knowing him personally. Let me emphasize on that. That word no, when I think about it, it, I always think about it from an intimate point of view where it says Adam knew Eve and then they bore, you know, Cain and Abel, they for their children by knowing each knowing each other on a very intimate and personal level level i know we talked about intimacy a few times on this um on this podcast you know on on different episodes but today i wanted to weigh in on it in, a, in another way right because i i was just talking with the lord and he shared with me you know that any time that a person only knows God through you the moment you are removed from their life or is something happened bad between the two of you it, it allows them to go and start to blame those things on God we wonder how so many people after experiencing church hurts church hurts that they just fall out of not even do deal with God anymore they're not even a Christian anymore they don't want anything to do with Christianity how does that even happen that only can happen is when a person don't know God personally for themselves because I can tell you this once you taste and see that the Lord is good I don't care how bad people are they cannot remove you from that loving relationship that you can have a relationship with God is much greater than you going to sit down in some pews or in a church setting and 
you know, we've had a good time. We did worship. There was a good word. Oh my, see you guys next time. And so I got to go all throughout the rest of the week. And oh man, I can't wait till I get back in there again. It's like a fix. Like I need this fix. I need to get this Jesus fix. Oh, oh, when is church again? Oh, itching. <laughs> I'm just joking. But sometimes I see people like that. Like, man, I can't wait. Oh, it's a beautiful thing to come together in fellowship with believers. I am, I love coming together with brothers and sisters in Christ because I know that's when my gifts are activated because my, our gifts are to edify and equip the saints. So I'm not downplaying, you know, the, the, the necessity of coming together, but I am, um, speaking against only knowing God in corporate settings. It is vital that we know him personally. And that also puts us in a position that we can contribute to what is, you know, we can contribute to someone as well. That doesn't mean that sometimes we don't come in, who feel like we're carrying our um, helmet. We're not even wearing it on our head. We're carrying it in our hand. Like, man, y'all, I'm barely making it in. Somebody help me re- adjust and put on my whole armor of God appropriately because the Bible says without which we cannot be able to stand without the armor of God therefore we have to make sure that we're looking at our brothers and sisters in Christ making sure that helmet is locked on tight the helmet of salvation yes you know that salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ not by work so that any, no man can boast so boom you know that oh the breastplate of righteousness your right standing with God is because of the bloodshed of Jesus Christ and what he did when God sees you he sees his son therefore you are righteous you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus praise God your belt your belt of truth let's make sure you know you're you're walking in the truth for the lord says the truth that we know will set us free he says sanctify them by thy truth thy word is truth he said that the flesh counts for nothing but the spirit gives life that the words that he speak they are spirit and life wow we know that this truth we need to walk and be rooted and grounded and girded in it therefore i'm going to keep my belt it's going to hold up and and keep my posture and everything together these shoes that are guarded for salvation. Yes, I'm going to be sharing the gospel, the sword. Let's make sure we have his word. And, <laughs> you know, so I'm just going to kind of go through it really fast, quick, fast, in a hurry. But all of this is vital because all of that spoke of knowing God. I have to know what he did on the cross to wear my helmet pro- properly. I have to know who I am in him and this new creation that I am in Christ Jesus to wear that the the breastplate of righteousness i have to keep and hold fast to his truth to appropriately hold the shield of faith because what faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of god and what is this the bible says that my sheep know know my voice and a stranger they will not follow these are very important because it is vital in this day and time that we're living in Um, that we know the voice of God personally, intimately, so that no other voice can come in and imitate it, not even your own. (laughs) So this is me. I wanted to go to the scripture. I'm going to jump right in and go um, to the scripture. You know what's so crazy about this being a, a different take is I did this just a while ago, guys, and it was so good. 
but I was blessed. My spirit was blessed. I guess I was preaching to me. <laughs> Anyways, let's try this again. I am reading Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. And I'm going to read it this time. I quoted it last time, but I'm going to read it verbatim. Um, this is the Amplify. It says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise and the skillful person glory and boast in his wisdom and skill. Let not the mighty and powerful person glory and boast in his strength and power. Let not the person who is rich in physical gratifications and earthly wealth glory and boast in his temporal satisfaction and earthly riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he knows me, understands me personally and practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character. That I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. Let me weigh in on something, y'all. This right here is a scripture that I kind of let chisel and work its way in my heart a while back. Because when I wanted to know what was the important things of God, I wanted to know and have a greater understanding what is it that we need to be chasing that of. A lot of the times when you hear about the American dream, it's about the white picket fence, the house, the the lamp for me. Now, me and my husband, we want to do regenerative farms. So for us, it's all about getting those lambs and those goats. <laughs> but that is that should not be the center of our mission of who we are, nor should it identify and be our identity because what happens when anything outside of God is your identity I've said this a, a few times in a, whatever in a few other episodes whatever you put your faith and trust in or hope in when those things leave there you go your faith hope and trust but today we're talking about identity whatever you wrap your identity around or whatever you allow to wrap around you to say it's your identity the moment that it's chiseled away or marred or taken away um there goes who you are and so today i just wanted to talk a little bit about knowing god personally the scripture says that he wants the person who boasts let them boast that he understands me and knows me this is what God says personally and practically I wanted to stop there really quick because the Bible says in all you're getting get an understanding God wants us to understand him on a personal and practical level that he is God and above him there is no other but he also wants us to know that he is a good good perfect father when you think about a father, a father will not allow, they protect their children. They will not allow them to run into harm's way because they're keeping watch over them. We serve a God that is all seeing, a God who sees Elroy. We serve a God who knows us personally because he's all knowing. We serve a omnipresent, omnipotent God who is everywhere. And there is no space or time that can constrict him so that he cannot know exactly the the very thoughts he knows our thoughts he knows every hair that's on our head and yet he still have thoughts that are good towards us jeremiah 29 11 right that he know the thoughts and the plans that he have for our life plans to prosper us 
thoughts of good and not of evil to give us a future and a hope if you want to know what i was just doing i was intertwining different translations it says the same thing in different translations i really love to read scriptures and read multiple translations and um, right now i don't have a bible in front of me so i am pulling these off of my head but if any and that's one thing i want i leave an open door policy if anytime you think i misquoted a scripture or missed or said it out of context you can always reach out to me and say hey i just want to talk to you about this as she changed the narrative at gmail.com let me continue god wants us to know him intimately personally on a personal practice and, and practically because sometimes I talked about this quite a bit, especially with people that I work with. I might, and with my children and people that if you come around me, you're going to hear me say it. It's one thing to know God in a church setting. It's one thing to know God when you're coming together with other believers or when you're believing God for things that, you know, that seem like spiritual things. But it's so much more easier to put God on the sideline when you're dealing with work affairs or with things that you think only you supposed to know how to do this. Okay, I went to school for this. I know how to do this. But then when you get to the end of your rope and you don't know what to do, what do you do? That's the question. That's a real question. When you get to the end of the rope and you don't know what to do, what do you do? Now, I thank God that we serve a God that is greater and he's and he's not one to be put on the bookshelf until okay i'll come back and get you when i'm dealing with something spiritual but think about joseph i i go to the story of joseph quite a bit god gave wisdom to him for him to do a job that he's never even done first and foremost he qualified him to do it come on somebody Whenever I ask the question, who qualifies the qualifiers, sometimes we're allowing people to count us out of things that they don't even know how to count up to. What is that saying? They don't even know how, they don't have the, they should not have the right to count you out of something that God has told you to do. Who is that, you guys know, I say, who told you that, right? Who are we allowing to qualify and disqualify us when God has qualified us himself? Back to Joseph. Joseph was in the prison. You know, Joseph was in one of the lowest places. Here in our in our day and time now, a felony or being in prison will count you out of a job automatically. If they see it on application, not everywhere I know. But going back to the point, they see that on application. Oh, disqualify. This disqualifies you that qualified him Ooh, y'all hear that this this shows you what the bible says is promotion does not come from the east or the west but it comes from above god supersedes what man can do there is nothing impossible to god going back to my point is joseph knowing god is what qualified him to do what only he can do it, it, gave, it set that man up with a job and a pension. Y'all, I'm, y'all don't hear me. It set him up to be in a position that was even above those who brought him low, his brothers, who was jealous. But that wasn't, I digress from that, y'all. That's a whole nother day. But it's really, really good, y'all. Because Joseph has really been inspirational to me in that way because that showed me that in business, 
I don't have to just go to business professionals to learn. Although I highly, you know, recommend reading, you know, books, learning about business literacy, financial literacy. You know, I love the aspect of all of that. But I do want you to know that sometimes God can give you witty ideas and wisdom to start something that no one else has even done yet. God is a trendsetter. He will set trends and have you, again, I'm going to repeat that, he'll have you doing things that no one has ever even done yet. So he wants us to know him above all. He created us for something. So if he set you here to do something that no other man has done yet, who can teach you other than God? Who can tell you where to go if they ain't been there yet? So that's, that's an encouragement for someone who's listening in. Really quick, he says in there, directly discerning and recognizing my character it is vital that we know the character of God that we know the voice of God he says my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow we can we are our ears become fine-tuned to recognizing the voice of God through prayer and relationship and getting into his word knowing what his word says to us we are able to speak his word and allow his word um, to have, you know, the correct authority that it needs to have. I say this often, only the author should have the authority to tell us about what he wrote. You look at that word authority, what is the first five letter author is in that word. He has the right to tell us about what he wrote in his in, in the in the book, his Bible. And that should be the truth that we are that we are rooted and grounded on. Really quick I wanted to go into this. Um uh, I wanted to talk about something really quick about dealing with self-concept or self-image. Let's deal with identity really quick, fast and in a hurry. I identity I identity 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 <laughs> I wanted to deal with this from and the aspect of our children and our marriages. I um, so anytime that you allow, you know, your identity to be wrapped around solely around, you know, being a mother, the very moment that you know you're motherhood comes under attack in any way form or fashion i'm gonna give you two examples of how that can happen (laughs) you know you can be boasting or proudly telling other people about how good and well behaved your children are and how you give them the word and you love how they did this you know we do these we're in a time and season of our life now where social media or we like to tell people the highlights because we're proud of our children we tell them about it and then your child started doing the very opposite in front of the person you told them about this right you're like oh I just love how she behaves and listen you might not hear me say anything like this about my kids just to give a disclosure but you know let's say you did that and then you come around your mom or neighbor or friends and church members and all of a sudden your children are acting as if they haven't had any home training at all period (laughs) if your identity or self-concept is all wrapped into your motherhood then there goes your identity one of the pillars is now shaking and starting to fall down because fall down because who you are as a mother in your own mind especially has now become uh, under question like ooh, 
this is and then I want to move into marriage because these are two very strong points and relationships in general you know we tend to allow um you know our self-concept of who we are in the core to be identified by who we are and how we show up in relationships although these are very important okay I'm not downplaying that these are not natural things that are needed because our relationships really do help to tell us who it helped to um, us to see more vividly of the of who we are but let me first finish this point then I'll go back there anyway so marriage is if your marriage is now um, you allowed your yourself to be identified by your marriage solely listen to the words when I say solely <laughs> alone um, the moment that any type of turbulence have hit your marriage it can it can make you go into overdrive in your mind overthinking overanalyzing over you know processing oh no um this is messing you know like i'm going to be transparent let's 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 do it because i want to go all the way i want to feed this example all the way through to give it um true the nature of what really happens let's say you started to have a few heated discussions with your husband you know and it it started to be a little bit more repeated and then he went on about his business and he's happy he's laughing with someone else but the moment you guys are talking it seemed a little heated again and so a lot of offenses that are not being ironed out appropriately and before you know it you your mind starts going to overdrive oh man especially if divorce is prevalent in your families and other things will we lead to divorce you may not go there that quick uh how could he be laughing with everyone else but then he's getting into it with me just all of this extra thinking for what causing this settlement of peace because your identity was solely put upon who you are and how you show up in your marriage but when our identity the core of who we are and why we were created because before you were created and as you went years before you ever met your husband you were already who God wanted you to be he placed everything in you you know to be who he wants you to be right but when we come to know him when we again it's back um, to being plugged into the source and you know the iPhone or you know I mean use the iPhone Samsung whatever your favorite phone is you know it can be a phenomenal phone but you won't have accessibility to all of its apps and the functionalities if it is not charged and in order for it to be charged it has to be plugged into the source that's the same thing when it goes to us we were created for his purposes we are image bearers made in the same very image of god but in order for a person to fully activate who they are in um they have to know whose they are does that make sense they have to that has to that horizontal plugging into the source has to be on point in that continual plugging in the bible tells us to pray without ceasing that's a continual act of prayer when the bible says ask seek knock those words in the greek when you look them up is that word ask is a continual ongoing ask and keep on asking even in the amplified the amplified says that ask and keep on asking knock and keep on knocking you know and and um these are things that we should continue to do 
um, without ceasing. So to move on back to, so the, the, I was listening to this um, speaker and she was talking about overthinking. She's a psychiatrist and she was talking about um, overthinking and she was doing the study. She literally was doing a study for, from different groups of people. And one of the things that perked my um, interest was in her study, she was studying the difference between the baby boomers and the uh, millennials and Gen Xs, right? And um, why overthinking seems to be more prevalent in our day and time among, you know, um, not to just go into, you know, the generations, but still why it seems to be more prevalent with the younger people than it was with the older ones so the older lady was talking she asked the psychiatrist asked her you know could I ask you um why does it seem like you know did you have problems in your marriage didn't your children and all of these things and that's when the older lady started to disclose to her like yeah we have the same problems you know marriages marriages have their ups and downs you know things happen but we learn to work through it children children kids are going to be kids they go to their developmental phases they're going to be kids you have to be able to guide them instruct them you know and train them up in the way that they should go when they're older they won't depart from it that sounds simple right especially coming from i'm i'm, I'm in the trenches of it with five kids homeschooling so in full we are what 15 or 15th year of marriage love it but we're driving through it right we're going through it um and I love what I heard the older lady say because then, the, you know, the psychiatrist doubled back and asked her, it's like, so did you not have any problems with anxiety? Because, you know, you're seeing a lot more cases of anxiety happening and, and depression and not downplaying any of these mental illnesses. So I want you guys to hear what I'm saying and not what I'm not saying. So going back on, like, did you guys have, did, did you notice that a lot? The older lady said, no. And to be honest, we didn't have a lot of time to notice it. That spoke volumes because in their day and time, a lot of them were, their houses was on a lot more land. So they had to maintain the land. So the children, they had to have a routine, have them up. There was a lot more things that kept them occupied. So they didn't have a lot more time to self-absorb, to, to, to look in so much. And I think we're in a day and time now that we have too much time on our hands to look in. And the problem is that is done through the wrong lens sometimes is done through the lens of comparison when we go on social media we look at people highlights the way they kids always looked well shaped and dressed that's a picture y'all they posted that picture just they got it just right we don't know how many takes i mean how many yeah how many takes it took for them to get that perfect photo or that perfect video or i know a, a phenomenal marriage uh ministry and I'm like, I know they got kids. And I'm like, mm, I wish me and my husband could both sit here and woo, we will be phenomenal. Not just saying, but I, I, I literally was looking at that. But then I, you know, I asked because I'm that type. I'm that type that I'm going to ask questions. I'm like, oh, I don't hear their kids in the background. What's good? Because I watched another young lady that I admire, but I usually hear her kids in the background and a little bit more noise. And I, I, I gravitate to that because I'm like, yeah, that's real life. I can I can dig with that, um, but I end up learning that they gotta had to have a babysitter. So a lot of times, if we don't know the details behind what gives those highlights on social media, and we start to compare our lives, that ooh, my kids never sit quiet long enough. Come on, now they kids, right? This is us being able to 
to to and and also the, not to have her whole identity just shaped and fashioned around who we are as parents because when we don't do that when we don't allow ourselves to be solely identified by that then we put ourselves in a position to give ourselves the grace that we need to continue to become y'all anyone who follow me you know as she thinks she becomes we are becoming more and more conformed to the image of christ that should be a daily growth of sanctification because one of the things we want to weigh in on is none of us are in a perfected state as paul said you know he has not yet arrived none of us are in a perfected state that we make absolutely no mistakes whatsoever um and i digress from that and and that but listening to that psychiatrist talking to that older lady it really truly got some things turning like you know a lot of this overthinking over analyzing things come from self you know being so self-absorbed with our own problems thinking that they're bigger than everyone else's problems Again, I'm not downplaying our situations, but we have to think about the people who wrote, who the Lord allowed and used to write the Bible. Like Paul, the Apostle Paul, y'all, he wrote 13 of the letters. He was in prison most of that time. I know I, I emphasize on this quite a bit, but it's real. We have to think about that. And then James, you know, saying to count it all joy, a lot of them was martyred and murdered. I still listen to, um, I say listen to, I do listen to some of the um, podcasts, but I read books from the Gospel of Asia and Voice of the Martyrs, people who are still in our day and time being martyred and murdered. And I don't know if, I feel like sometimes I talk to people and they're oblivious to that type of information. Like one of the stories where, you know, it was a group of Christians whose tongues got cut out yet they were still praising God that spoke volumes to their captives that some of their captives gave their life gave their lives over to Christ anyways I digress I'm going to go ahead and leave y'all with the ending of that um, scripture one more time so that we can keep our mind fixed around knowing God personally recognizing his character that he is the Lord who practices loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. He delights in those things. He delights in you. So I encourage you to know him, understand him, get an understanding of who he is through his word, his character. What does he say about himself? What have he said about you? Those are scriptures I really weighed in on. Um, I was just having this conversation earlier this week thinking about you know it's one thing to hear about you know uh, what we should do in the word but it's another thing to read and know about what God has already done the finished work when he said it is finished finito all the things that he say that he said is done it literally encourages me to abide in him as I abide in him he says abide in him and he will abide in us and we will bear fruit and our fruit will remain the bearing of the fruit and becoming who we um supposed to be in Christ really truly comes by 
being um, rooted and grounded in God and being transformed by the renewing of our mind, allowing his word to transform aspects of our lives, knowing who we are in him and what he spoke about us in his word and that his promises are yes and in Christ Jesus they are amen all right thank you guys for stopping by today love you guys um I pray your week is blessed god bless you bye